Yeah. You know, you know what we're doing. Yep. Uh, my name is James. And I'm Matt. And I'm Squirrel. I'm not a brother, just a brother's lover. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about games. Games. The, oh, shit, I wasn't ready. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. Shoot. Countdown? Yeah, okay. One, oh, no, fuck. One, two, three, we're talking about games these days? I guess so, yeah. One, One two, two, three, three. we're talking, talking about games these days. talking about Paper Mario for the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG, uh, which James and I played a bunch. I don't think you managed to. No, nope, didn't play that one. It's too bad. It's It was a really kind of like a groundbreaking game, mm-hmm. like, like a best-in-class Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Um, Paper Mario came out in 2001 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. for the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is about four years after Super Mario RPG. Uh, I have some trivia about other games that were released in this okay. era. Uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day oh, was in the same year, which <laughs> I think is another one of the best 64 yeah. games. I yeah. love that game. Right? Um, PlayStation had some crazy competition, though. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, mm. Final Fantasy X, Crazy Taxi, Red Faction, Ico, Metal Gear Solid 2, and Devil May Cry wow. all came out that year. Yeah, that was a lot. I know, right? Uh, Xbox put out Halo that year. Okay. And uh, on the PC, we had RuneScape, <laughs> uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, and Black and White. So 2001 was kind of a banner year for video games, I yeah. guess. Although maybe not for the 64 so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was kind of one of their in-between... Well, yes. didn't the 64 really just do, like, two games a year? Maybe one of them was good. It, I don't know. It, it's, we didn't have a 64 I mean, that's what up, it so. felt like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not well-known for a large library of good games. Yes. No. It was basically Street Fighter or a Mario game, whether it was Mario Kart. Uh, GoldenEye, I guess. Yes, yeah. there was GoldenEye. And, like, Perfect Dark in those uh-huh. ones. But, but, yeah, lower rate of release. Uh, you got anything on? Um, I found one interesting note that um, while it was being developed, um, it was promoted under the title Super Mario RPG 2. That makes sense. Um, and it was originally uh, going to be released, released on the N64 digital disc system, oh. uh, which was... Uh, <laughs> How did that do? <laughs> it's, it didn't even come to the U.S. It was one of those Japan-only <laughs> Considering add-ons. this is the first we've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that never made it over here. So That's, that's really interesting. I, that's something that Nintendo had been trying to do for a while. Yeah. Like, maybe they finally got to, to have something workable with the Wii. Yeah. Which had the uh, the virtual console or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, because they tried that with the Nintendo. They tried that with Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and also, interestingly enough, this game was made by Intelligent Systems, which also made Fire Emblem. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting twist. Mm-hmm. And not at all because Intelligent Systems is sponsoring us. <laughs> By the way, if you right. want to sponsor us. I mean, you know, we could also start reviewing some of the o- Oculus games, but yeah. you know, <laughs> probably we have the Oculus sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Shall um, we talk about setting? Sure. Or... You, you mean like the feudal, well-plumbed uh, castle serfdom, I yes. should say, which is Mario. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's definitely so. It's definitely like medieval fantasy sure. sort of level because that's what Mario is now. Mm-hmm. Although, is there like is there any machinery or like like are I mean, things powered? Maybe are there robots? Yeah, Bowser has robots. Oh he God, you're right. Mechanical uh, Mecha Koopas. Yeah, Mecha Koopas. Does he in this game? 
Did any of us get that far? Uh, his, his giant uh, castle thing definitely flies. That's true. But maybe that's magic. but that was his little magic okay. friend. Okay, Cammy Koopa. Yeah, <laughs> his lieutenant story arc. There's a there's a train. <laughs> oh, there is a train. Okay, so they have steam. yeah, but that's not robotic. <laughs> That's at least, yeah. So, like, you know, maybe the beginnings of an industrial society. <laughs> a well-plumbed steampunk-like yeah. era. Yeah. <laughs> With a heavy dose of magic. Right. <laughs> what, what, how would we characterize the story? I mean, I feel... I don't, sorry, you guys. That's okay. Uh, yeah. I kind of feel like this is just the classic Mario, you know, classic pl- plumber rescuing a princess who, you know, often he confuses her for a toadstool. <laughs> but, you know, yet another kidnapping. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like at this point in time, we need to assume the real story about the princess. I think she's engaged to King, to King Koopa. <laughs> and Mario is just her fling. Because, I mean, she's a princess. She can't be dating a plumber that's right. below her station. And, you know, eh, she's just, you know, the booty call on the side. So, really, this should be Paper Mario the Homewrecker. And, you know... I mean, yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, Bowser is actually a king. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea that they're secretly just, oh, time to kidnap the princess again. <laughs> um, and specifically, I mean, like, the story of this game is almost directly like a retread of the story of... Of, like Mario RPG, yeah, without all of the well, like extra stuff, yeah, just played straight. Um, which do we let's see, do you want to talk about how we feel about the characters' representation sure. and stuff? I was super disappointed <laughs> with how women characters are portrayed in this yeah. game, and like I realize I maybe I shouldn't expect too much given that it's an older game or whatever, but it plays the like the dance damsel in distress, you know, trope, like completely straight like it uh-huh. doesn't mess with it at all i kept hoping that like oh maybe princess will have some agent like she'll she'll fight back she'll break out you know well she does have that very heroic scene where she gets to make a cake uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and like she gets to make a cake and she looks at her outfits and <laughs> right? she can put something in a chest yeah yeah really well especially considering so in the old uh, super mario rpg she was a legit character that you could yeah. get on your team and would like slap enemies or hit them with frying pans or like umbrellas. Like she was, she was a fun character. Uh-huh. Even though even in that game you had to rescue her from two different, like weirdly li- like yeah lascivious yeah kidnapping attempts. Let's also admit though the weapons you said she used were a parasol and a frying pan. I know. Yes, that's true. But I don't know that. Princess was sort of like the most egregious example, but when you think about it, like you can tell you can tell who the female monsters are because they're wearing bows. Sure. Like you it Cami Koopa is like the only like female character that we see who has any sort of like power for the most part. Yeah. Well or who's like any boo. sort of I guess. But even she is like they played in a weird sort of like, oh, all the boy ghosts are sort of like well, attracted but afraid of her. And uh, like, I don't know. Well, I don't know that so much attraction. Bombette has the oh, other bombs attracted to her. Yeah. Boo has a whole mansion of ghosts that are just <laughs> her little bitch ghosts. Yeah. Like she's the dominatrix of that castle and they all know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not, it didn't feel that great in that regard. Yeah, uh, but just in terms of the the way the characters pre- were presented, I generally felt like the the NPCs were pretty like funny or fun to talk to. Yeah, uh, the dialogue that they have is pretty well written. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, actually, the writing was all really pretty good in this game, mm-hmm. which is something that sort of carried over from the last one. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I would agree with that one too. Like, yeah. there was never a point in time that I'm like, that I just wanted to like, oh, shut up! I don't need to hear what you have to say. <laughs> right. You know, like, and they they stuck to the tone. Like, it was very consistent throughout. Yeah. You know, um, I I did. I really like the fact that all of your allies end up being enemies from previous games. Yeah, that's uh, a cool at, idea. At first, I thought that was maybe like, oh, they're just doing that as kind of a joke in the beginning. But then, like, keeping to that consistently the whole time is mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I also think it's very funny that there's, like, there's Mario and then there's Goombario. 
Yeah, I I thought that was weird. I mean, like a weird. He's a weird Mario fanboy. Kind right. Of. And I don't know if you guys had this experience, but okay, so we'll we'll cut away from this to talk about the the gameplay progression in a moment. But through the course of the game, you get to upgrade your support characters. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I actually had Goombario's jump attack or headbutt attack become stronger than Mario's jump attack oh, for wow. a quick little portion of the game, which felt really weird. Huh. Like, why is he better at jumping than Mario is? Because <laughs> you gave him the special power. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about Paper Mario for the N64. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't know. See, Goombario... I know you loved him. I just found, unless it was a head boss, I didn't feel the need to have him tattle on someone. Yeah. And really, it was kind of just a waste of turns for me when I could use, I don't know, what I considered more efficient characters. Right. I like having HP bars, so anytime I came across a new enemy, I would at least tattle once. Right. Which I ended up really kind of resenting the game for making me do that, but you're right. Like, I was sort of choosing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wish... And eventually, don't you get a badge that'll sort of do that for you? I don't know. I never came across that. Okay. I think I got one at some point. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think there is one. It just costs too much. I know. Again, I don't want to use the badge points. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things is, too, is I don't... Well, this is more on the game statistics or something yeah. like that. Uh I feel that they didn't give enough badge points. Like you couldn't upgrade your badge points enough. Yeah, I did always feel pretty to behind. actually use like the things you wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's such a it's such a loss to not get like a health boost, especially early in the game. Yeah. Uh, putting on badges seems like a good idea, but you're kind of punished for it without the game sort of making it clear to you how much of a decision that is. I think that's a whole different area talking about things the game didn't make clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's, I think we should <laughs> get to that one in a yeah. moment. Do we have anything else about story? Um, actually, just really quick on the setting, because mm. uh, we skipped over this point. Um, I think it's really interesting that this game um, is sort of themed like it's a story being told to somebody. Um, specifically the opening, like, title screen looks like a theater, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that they explore later in the next game. Uh, but it's not the first time that that's popped up in a Mario game. True. Um, so, like, Mario 2, uh, the character select screen is, like, a, like a theater with the curtains drawn. Yeah. Um, and then Mario 3, the opening, like, cutscene bit is on a theater, and, in fact, like, you can go behind background elements and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Like their, like, props or whatever. That's true. I hadn't thought of Never that. Never really thought of it that way either. Yeah. Because, and even, like, the ends of those levels, all the scenery and everything cuts away. Right. And you just see the, you know, the, the black screen and the, the item box at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, do you think that this is kind of like a return to form for that? I like, think it might be, or at least it might be trying to call back to that. Yeah. I like that. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't consider that. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, later in, in Thousand Year Door, you can, like, have audience participation oh, yeah. and stuff. Like, they're actually sitting in front of the <laughs> screen or whatever. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the story, yeah, I, I do think it's really weird that they, like, added in the star rod for, yeah. no, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it did seem just hop and stance that it was there. Like, I don't know how they tied that into the kidnapping of the stars. Yeah, well, actually. And it's on, on loan from Kirby, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's for sure taken from a Kirby game. Right. Um, and, and in a, but yeah, in a weird way, like, what does, does the rod just represent the fact that he's captured the stars? I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> like he, he does, right, he's captured the stars already, like, why would he need the rod? Or yeah. what does the rod do without the stars? Right. And if the rod is powerful to begin with, then... Why does he need the stars? Why does he need the stars? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, none of us got far enough to find out the answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will admit, though, it didn't feel like a slog doing the tenors. Like, I found myself playing yeah. more than, you know, we had planned on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it was just... I don't know, nostalgic. Right. Even though I'd never played it the first time, but, you know, just kind of, oh, relaxing, non-stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that that's true. I wouldn't say. I mean, like the story is not stand out, but it's not yeah. like prohibitively bad. Especially, I, I like the way that the um, game is sort of split up into chapters. Mm-hmm. Makes it seem a lot more like approachable, I guess. Yeah, it's easy to pick up and put down that way. Yeah. And you kind of feel like you're making progress. Mm-hmm. And I do like the way that you're kind of introduced to all of your character partners that you get throughout mm-hmm. it. Throughout yeah. it by like they all have basically their own little level. That you yeah, have to travel yeah. through an adventure with them relying on their special abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole part was really excellent game design, yeah. I think. Uh, in, in a very sort of like Metroidvania kind of way. That's like it kind shows of what I was thinking too, yeah. And then eventually gives you the solution to that obstacle and you get to go back and apply mm-hmm. it. I guess we should probably talk about what we mean when we say those things. Oh, yeah. Uh, because like the characters that you get as your companions as you go along, you can not only use them in battle Mm, as like a rotating, alternating partner with different abilities, Mm -hmm. but also through the exploration of the land. Some Mm -hmm. of them may let you fly over things or jump on Koopa or uh, Cooper Cooper, to uh, send his shell across and pick things up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you use the bob-omb to blow up up blocks, as you might expect. Uh, and Mario gets a few interacting with the world abilities too. He can hit stuff with a hammer. Right. Can do the the jump and slam attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe did you find any other ones besides that? He can twirl on a flower and fly. Oh, that's exciting. Well, go up in the air. You have a you have like a weird spin move that I don't know what that's for so, ever. It so the spin move it took me a while to figure that one out. Uh, Two things. One, it just moves faster once okay. you get the speedy version. Mm-hmm. But if you run into a enemy with a spin, uh, it will either leave them paralyzed for a round, or you can get badges that'll do different effects oh, for what that yeah. does. Gosh, I wish I knew know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else? Uh, what other systems weren't apparent at first? Well, uh, okay, <laughs> the pigs. I don't know why the mm. pigs oh, yes. were there. That seemed like such just a horrible money trap for no real reason. I too am mystified by that. after the first investment of your hundred gold, then if you see one you like as you keep making more, you can get that one to give you an item and lose everything you did before that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if I'm remembering correctly... Because I didn't really fool around with it at all. It seemed silly. Um, but there are a couple of unique items that you can get that way. But that's it. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. I hated the gambling system. There was oh, no yeah. rhyme nor reason to it. It was just fate. Yeah. And, oh, do you guys know about the tiles? The tiles? No, I don't think we, I don't think we got that far. Uh, no, they oh. were in the game since the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. What, what are they? The so, okay, as you would go along, if you used your hammer every now and then, you might see what looked like poor animation in one of the tiles oh. on the floor shake. Yeah. If you got closer to those tiles and beat them with a hammer, they would flip over and reveal a star piece. Oh. Yeah. Now, there's a whole badge that will beep. You can wear it and it will beep when you show up on a screen. That oh. lets you know that's happening. Huh. Um, however... I played that at least 15 hours, and then finally I'm like, what does this badge do? And had to Google it to look it up, and like yeah. people on most of the boards were just as confused, really, <laughs> huh. until you finally found it. Uh, found that, yeah, if you do that, then basically you have to search the whole screen, pounding uh-huh. on things with a hammer, yeah. and no real rhyme or reason. There's nothing identifiable about them. Yeah, it's huh. not like a suspicious spot on the ground. Yeah, really. and I still don't even know what the star pieces do. Uh, oh, you really? trade them in for badges. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're a special oh, currency okay. you can use for certain. I do remember the badge badges. lady. I haven't yeah. seen her for a while. <laughs> I think that's kind of one of the issues is it's that there's only one place you can buy those, and it's all the way back in the the uh, the hardest place regular. to get to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, Until you get the fast travel system. Oh, there's a fast I don't think system? that there's a warp that goes there. Yeah, there is. Okay. Uh, you can so the sewer of Toad Village has all the pipes in it that go out to other oh. Except for it doesn't have all the pipes. And this is one of the ones that annoyed me too. Yeah. There's another pipe in the secret house you use to get to the toy room. Mm-hmm. And it's inside of that house. And then even in the sewer itself, they're not 
in a cohesive room, you have oh, yeah. to explore and go around to find where the different pipes are. Right. So, oh. like, if you come back to town and you go to refresh your supplies, then good luck finding the pipe that took you back to where you were. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's funny. I found the sewer, but I thought it was just, like, a weird little side area. That. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's where the fast travel system is. Huh. And it's silly. Like, that's something that should be pretty integral to getting through the game. And yeah. it doesn't lead you there. Hmm. But for some reason, the 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 Mario warp tube to your house, yeah. where Luigi lives, who doesn't play a part in this game at all, other than, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, write in his diary about how he's jealous of you uh-huh. getting all the fame <laughs> right. and chicks. Uh, that one's in the center of town. You can just go home, but there's yeah. nothing to do with your house. Yeah. Absolutely no reason to yeah, be there. Yeah, that's true. Like, maybe that should take you to your, I don't know, your plumbing hub. Right. Hmm. Well, and especially, so do you guys remember in Super Mario World, the first one for Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. you could get to the Star Road bonus area that yeah. was like a, its own level in the shape of a star, mm-hmm. and you could warp into it from lots of different points in the world? Yeah. They already, like, they already had that concept, and this game very primarily deals with those stars that are on the Star Road. That's true. So as you save them, you could be unlocking points to warp into it and to warp back to places you've been. But they didn't do that. Hmm. Yeah, all of those pipes <laughs> could just be sealed until you found their yeah. endpoint. But yeah. hmm. I wonder if if that's something that you could just chalk up to older game design. Fast travel but, wasn't really like something that. But no, was because prominent. they have one room yeah. that has three different warp tunnels. Yeah. And then they have another room which you have to ride a fish to get into, which is one of your later partners. I get that. Like I guess that they're trying to lock it off that way. But why lock it that way instead of just when you end up in the town where the portals end, they grow out of the ground. Yeah. So why yeah. don't you just have that happen in both areas? Yeah. Hmm. Definitely could have been handled better. Sort of talking about gameplay. Uh, how, how did you feel about the like the actual controls? I thought they were good. I mean, they're they rely on nothing that is unique about the Nintendo sixty four controller, um, and that's a positive thing because the Nintendo sixty four controller is a mess. Yeah, just I a time to button push. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten how weird the like actually trying to hold it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. One thing that did annoy me a little bit is when you get the power-ups for some of the jump attacks, Mm -hmm. you've played so long into this game learning the timing for it, and then it changes the actual way and shape you jump and when you're supposed to do your follow-up attacks. And they give you a tutorial-like thing in the beginning, so you're like, oh, at the peak of my jump, I'll hit this again. But when the system changes what your jump's look like Mm. it doesn't follow that dynamic and it never tells you where you're supposed to be hitting it for the sweet spot interesting to get that yeah that was frustrating Mm. uh i did think it was kind of weird that you use the same button to jump as you use to interact with people there's a lot of times where i wanted to jump around people and ended up talking to them or vice versa which is a little bit weird Uh, i I never ran into that but yeah maybe that's just my (laughs) that's why i spun (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one interesting thing that I, okay, so I, I thought that the timed hits and defense mechanism in the previous game was excellent. Mm -hmm. Like in a lot of those role-playing games, you end up just sort of like press fight, press attack, Mm -hmm. hit the enemy, press fight, press like over and over and over. You're just waiting for the battle to be Mm -hmm. over, but at least this way you feel like you're a little bit involved in it. Uh, I did end up feeling like in the old game it rewarded you for pressing the button at the right time. Yeah. But this game, it punished you for not doing it. Mm. If you can appreciate the distinction. So you feel like, in general, the character is underpowered, and to get a normal amount of damage, you have to get the button time right. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to... Okay, yeah. See, I, I would feel differently than that one. Just yeah. multi-bounce being the prime example. Yeah. Or power bounce. One of the two. There's one in which you can jump on every consecutive enemy mm-hmm. if you time the bounce right. Right. That one's a fairly 
blase move. Yeah. I do agree that one. But the there's one where you can jump on the same in, enemy continuously as long right. as you continue to time it right. Right. So if you charged your bounces up before you did that, you can take a boss down 30 points. Oh, sure. But that would be too powerful if it didn't require like the kind of timing on it. That's true. I mean, I think I think it counts towards defense, too. Like, I, I don't know. I always felt like I didn't have enough health points. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't get all the defenses just right, I would get one-shotted sometimes. Well, what I just discovered, <laughs> and, and again, I just started playing this for a half hour before we did this so I could refresh and remember, Yeah, is apparently you're only allowed one action defense per turn. So if an enemy has a multi-attack, mm-hmm. you are only allowed to block one of them. Oh. Uh, hmm. There was a badge that would let you block an additional What? Huh. <laughs> and again, that was something they never explained. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely found the battle system to be particularly difficult. Um, I think going into it, I was expecting, like like we were talking about earlier, like badge points to be kind of... Since you don't like get armor or weapons, really, Yeah. they they sort of stagger those as like just normal upgrades that right. you get every once in a while. Um, so I figured that would be sort of the stand-in for the equipment system, which it kind of is, but it's also like like special abilities and mm-hmm. like just other random effects. Yeah. Um, so I ended up like early on in the game with a lot of BP, but like, you know, 10 or 15 HP, which is really, really hard to manage. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know if the HP caps out. I just assume it capped at 30. Oh, mm. yeah. Because that's where the BP capped out. Oh. Um, huh. Uh, but I I feel that, like, you know, the enemies were damaging for 10 points, you know, 9 yeah. points and a hit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, there's no real... <laughs> yeah. And not even really, like, enemies... I don't know, just sort of, like, you get to the point where, like, the rank and file enemies will do that much damage to you. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, you're forced to either, you have to use a special move or you have to, you know, press the defense in time in order to survive it. And I don't know, it's that it's a weird ramp up in difficulty that Speaking of though speaking of though, like the defense in time and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I do really appreciate the um, tactics that were involved. Yeah. With the fighting. Because like a lot of times it was like, oh, okay, well if I use this ally to make me invincible for mm-hmm. this one turn mm-hmm. and then I use my star power to paralyze them for three turns, then I can charge up my move enough that when they pop out of it I can finally hit them hard enough right. to actually do some damage to it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it wasn't just like, okay, cool, I'm just gonna lather and repeat the same right. mm-hmm. you know, small thing. Yeah. I mean, that, that sort of puzzle-solving process was pretty fun about the battles. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's interesting to have them in, like... So there are, like, three different states that, like, enemies can be in. They can be on the ground, they can be flying, or they can be on the ceiling. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and that affects, like, how you're able to attack them or what happens when you attack them, mm-hmm. which is a cool addition. And you have sort of, like, the, oh, these enemies are immune to jump attacks because sure. they're spiky. Or these enemies can't be hit by the hammer because mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that trying to do the platforming in this game was a little bit frustrating. Hmm. Uh, what do you mean by that? I mean, okay, so... Like jumping gaps? Yeah, just doing any sort of jumping in the 3D perspective. So, I... I realized a little bit into it that with the paracarry or the mm-hmm. little bird that would carry you across, right? Uh, that you could drop down from it early. Oh, what? I didn't, I know, didn't that. know that either. <laughs> oh, huh. Huh. Uh, also, the zip lines you could drop down from early. I didn't know mm. that either. And hmm. yeah, so it was about watching the shadow and figuring those ones out, and it yeah. gave you a little. It was forgiving if you you know you were yeah. semi close, but. Yeah, as far as it goes. I mean, because it's not, it's not like a 3D platformer game. No. It, it has 3D platforming elements. And I think because, you know, he's Mario, he has to jump. Right. But I don't know if it was the best representation of that. Well, there's, there's one spot in particular, I don't know so much for the jumping, but it was, uh, I don't know, a castle room before you get the bombette. Yeah. And there were secret passages on the back of these 
three-dimensional cells that popped out if you were pressed flat against the wall because you're flat as paper and you could uh-huh. slide through the crack. <laughs> I only accidentally discovered it trying to run away from an enemy. Hmm. I don't know that... Did you guys figure that one out? No. I don't think I remember that at all. Yeah. Like... <laughs> huh. <laughs> but it's weird because as Paper Mario, I could slip through a crack behind a wall, but I couldn't go between the bars. Between the yeah. bars, yeah. <laughs> That's actually... Maybe that's another thing uh, about this version of Super Mario versus Super Mario RPG is in that, in the old one, I felt like everything in the world, like if you saw something that was two blocks tall, you knew you could jump on top of it. Mm. And if you saw something that was three, you knew you couldn't. But in this world, there's a lot more sort of like invisible barriers. Mm. Like, oh, there's a fence there. Yeah. You can't walk past it. Even though you can clearly jump over it. Mm-hmm. Jumping is Mario's special. You have bombs <laughs> and hammers that yeah. will break boulders, but apparently a wooden picket fence is just right. too much. Right. right. Yeah, which is a little, it's a little bit weird. Um, on the level of invisible barriers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at some point in time, did you get the little star dude? Or the little electrical bolt guy? Mm-hmm. At some point in time, you can get this little sparky yeah. thing uh, whose mm, exploration skill yeah. is you can hold him, and invisible <laughs> blocks or things that are invisible will be visible. Oh. Hmm. Uh, but it's disturbing that invisible things that you don't see will stop you and interfere with you, huh. but you can't trigger them or use them unless you have them lit up oh, with yeah. his skill. Hmm. So, like, you know, an invisible block that if you're holding him, you can hit and get points for. Yay, that's cool. Uh-huh. But if you're not holding, it just stops you from jumping somewhere and you don't know oh, why you, can get, you can't get where you're going. Huh. Yeah. Because there's no sound. There's nothing to trigger or alert you. Right. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I would say the same to you. Uh, sorry, but back for the combat ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the levels of defense... In the beginning, it was easy. You could tell, oh, I should push my defense button just before this thing hits me. Right. Mm-hmm. But later in the game, it's like, okay, this thing is singing musical notes at me. <laughs> I have no prompt or idea when I'm supposed to do this. This is six seconds of yeah. animation, and right. I, my defense only lasts for, you know, half second. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is unfortunate. And also, I felt like the timing, I mean, I don't know if this was just... Uh, input lag on my end but I felt like cons- like oftentimes I wasn't consistently able to get the timing especially on the defense like usually the attacks I could do consistently yeah, right but, like I don't know for some reason I just wasn't able to get the defense timing right some enemies you might really only fight a handful of times and then never have to use that timing again yeah whereas your attacks at least you're getting to do it over and yeah, over yeah that's again. true um I did have an idea so the tagging and like allies in and out kind of bugged me that whole process especially like on the world map where there are times where you're going to want to tag them in and out a lot um i was thinking like okay so here's my idea (laughs) so uh they could take another thing from super mario 3 Mm -hmm. where they had cards like cards represented different items that you could get uh they could have had a card for each ally mm-hmm. and then you could have like hold down the Z button to bring up your deck of cards mm-hmm. pick the ally you want and warp them in immediately so that there'd just be like a radial menu that would pop up that you'd pick the guy out and he would pop it immediately instead of like press the button wait for the menu to come up go down one two three four five six select this guy that's all the way at the bottom uh-huh. press the thing wait for the switching animation and now you finally have the ally that you need. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only time that I really uh, had um, an issue with uh, switching allies was during battles, specifically because um, it takes up their turn to do that, which seems a little bit more punishing than it needs to be because because enemy or your allies serve very specific functions in battles. Mm-hmm. And you might not necessarily have time to switch them out beforehand. It seems like yeah. a, a fair concession would be to give you the ability to switch them out for free. Yes, yeah, start in well, battle. Yeah, well, if like you get if you get started yeah. in battle, and the first thing they do, they got a swing on you, and you're put to sleep for three turns. Yeah. yeah. It sucks if you have to then take two more turns just to get yeah, your totally. defense mm-hmm. <laughs> defensive partner there. Right. Yeah. Allies can't use items either, yeah, which that's I thought was true. Like, like allowing 
allies to use items seems like that would have made things more interesting mm -hmm. because then you could make more use out of them. But... You know, and it's funny that you say that because there's also a badge that lets you use two items in a turn. Oh, wow. And I think that would have been a hmm. much cooler aspect if yeah. there was a badge that just let your yeah, allies use uh -huh. that Yeah, item. totally. Yeah. Hmm. Well, do we have anything else for, like, controls and gameplay? Um, I do think it's interesting. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a rare example of uh, a very, like, not only, like, no, low numbers RPGs, usually when you're playing RPGs, you know, you're starting in the oh, yeah. low to mid hundreds and working up into the, like, high thousands. We're looking at you, finally. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's kind of cool that, that it just works with such small numbers. But also, um, you don't often see RPGs with such a small, like, combat party. Yeah. You know, the only thing that I can think of, you know, like Dragon Warriors, one character. Mm -hmm. um, this is only, this is like two, but it, it really feels like, like 1.5. 1. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little Well, bit and if you consider switching them in and out, it really is 1.5. Yeah. Half of that time is yeah. just getting the one that you need. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's kind of cool and interesting that they decided to do that. Child of Light kind of did that too. Yeah. They're just like the one main fighter with a supporting character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Paper Mario, yeah, <laughs> it's in sixty four. Yeah, I think um, one of the other ones too is perhaps if they were going to punish us for switching our character or allies, mm -hmm. I don't know. Would be if there our allies didn't rely on us, yeah, for their focus or star power, like mm -hmm. their their base yeah. their mana in this game basically. Right. Yeah. They don't have their own resources. Right, yeah. Use. If they were recharged over turns or yeah. did whatever. Yeah. Because ultimately you get to this level where it's like, oh, my character's out of energy and yeah. none of my people can do anything because they use all of my energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Like, yeah, and see like especially in that case, if they could use an item to restore yours yeah. or if yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I once I got the the first star power the refresh, um, I ended up leaning on that pretty heavily, just like using all of my flower points and then refreshing, and then usually by the time I had exhausted my flower points, I could refresh them back again. Yeah, which seems like a weird like that that seems like a workaround for a not <laughs> very well planned out system. Yeah, you know? I really hated the little baker girl. <laughs> oh, Tasty. that whole mechanic, yeah. yeah. Because ultimately, I would say one of the most powerful and cool items in the game are the life mushrooms, which mm -hmm. is, you know, basically your phoenix down. Yeah. Right. And if you gave her any sort of amazing mushroom, she'd just turn it into some shitty fucking, you know, here's a minimal, I mean, uh -huh. it's a better than minimal, yeah. you know, health and mana heal. Mm -hmm. Not as good as the thing you gave her. Right, <laughs> yeah. That's, and that, again, you have to go all the way back to Toad Village to do that. Mm -hmm. And since you have limited item space, you usually don't want to carry inferior so items back. So we haven't actually yeah. talked about the item space. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Let's talk about item space. <laughs> uh, so the item space in this game is you get to hold 10 items on your character at any time. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the different item shops uh, have a little storage bank for you. And yeah. you can store... I don't know, it's either 20 or 30 items there. And then go about your thing. And all of the safes are connected, so you can yeah. always get them once you right. find an item store. That being said, it was kind of infuriating a lot of times when you pick up an item that they, you know, you don't have room for this. Yeah. yeah. You have to throw something out. But inevitably, if you're close to a wall or anything at all, it would just oh, bounce yeah. back to you. So you oh, have to be gosh. in this constant trying right. to escape the thing you just threw away <laughs> to keep the thing you just picked up. That's funny. And right. they would fade very quickly. Yeah. If you accidentally effed up and you're trying to go for it, it's possible, oh, and there's an enemy there. It sucks yeah. to be you. You just lost your items. Hmm. That infuriated me, the whole like items on the ground disappear thing. So one of the ways that you get rewards for battles is after the battle, some coins and yeah. like healing or mana restore points mm -hmm. will pop out. But 
they don't they last like three seconds. Mm-hmm. I so, don't like, even know if they last that long. Yeah, like, they fade right. incredibly it's, quickly. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to collect right. everything. If if something if you fall off of a ledge and you can't get back, if you get attacked right away, if a cutscene happens right away, right. too bad those things are gone. Yeah. Uh, and especially in cases where, like, you've got the you've got the um, wizard lady that you can pay to cast a spell on you, yeah. and, like you get better oh, benefits yeah. sometimes. Sometimes you lose all that stuff at uh-huh. the end because of this game mechanic. Yeah, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the inventory limit was way too small. I mean, as as a person when I'm playing RPGs, I tend to be a little bit of a hoarder with items. Yeah, me too. <laughs> which, but I mean, like. Ten slots is really small. Uh, on that one, too, about the badges. Mm-hmm. Because you could have multiple of the same badges. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yet, I unless I missed this part, you couldn't sell the badges you didn't want. No, oh, I don't huh. think so. And so that one was, you know, really kind of just sucky when, oh, cool, I think this badge is great. And then you buy it, you realize, oh, no, this doesn't do anything I want. Yeah, or that the you know two minutes <laughs> later you get right you know, that version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I was I, I had two two little health while I was playing the game, so I had to carry around mushrooms because in the beginning of the game they're pretty generous with those like little heart boxes. Yeah, but they get much more in, infrequent. I know as the game goes along, which I guess you know is supposed to be them sort of increasing the difficulty, but um, and then so like my inventory is like filled out with mushrooms, and then I can't pick anything up. Yeah. I also feel... So, the star powers, and this is basically an energy that you accrue during fighting or meditating yeah. during a fight, mm-hmm. um, but one of those powers allows you to heal. Mm-hmm. It would be great if we were able to use that power outside and pay battle. the cost oh, yeah, totally. outside of battle. Yeah. You know, either way, it would still be used and still something that you would have to recover. Mm-hmm. But you weren't given that option. Instead, you had to rely, again, on that inventory that you carried around with you, right. which now you've forsaken yeah. other useful yeah. battle items right. that just so you could heal yourself outside of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I did kind of think it would be nice. So I say this all, but I loved the game. I really <laughs> did. I really did enjoy it. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, like, I don't want to sound so aggressive and like, downbeat on it. You know, like, right. The only reason I'm passionate about those things that I didn't like is because, yeah, like, I, I enjoyed the game. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Especially considering, um, you know, the N64 wasn't a particularly old system at this time, um, it 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 seems really um, like they went into it aware of its limitations and instead of trying to push those, um, made something that looked good. Yeah. On the hardware. Yeah. Yeah, it looked, you know, it was nice. It was kind of like, you know, kitchen campy. Mm-hmm. Like, like okay, yeah, I get that you don't have real 3D. <laughs> right. uh, this is a cool way to approach it, yeah. rather than having, you know, some poorly rendered, pixelated yeah, totally. awkwardness that's just there. It's like, nope, we just don't jump that direction and you don't walk right. that way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I also specifically, like, there was a couple of... Uh, Touches like whenever you go into buildings, uh, they sort of like fold up like yeah. they're uh, like a pop up book. Yeah, I thought that, that was really fun. cool. <laughs> um, and then like when you go to bed, like Mario just sort of like slides into <laughs> like the like floats like a leaf back yeah. and forth yeah. and under blankets. Yeah, I I do kind of wish so when you when you upgrade your characters, mm-hmm. I felt like there's sort of a weird lack of fanfare. Like hmm. you find a box somewhere. And then they just look exactly the same. Like, it happens immediately. They get upgraded. And then, like, there's no... What's awkward, too, is that you can hit boxes, and if all of your characters are already upgraded to the level of that box... Oh, yeah, what Then happens? nothing. It oh. just oh. doesn't upgrade anything. Oh, lovely. So, <laughs> and because of the way the game is played, 
you know you're not further ahead than you're supposed to be. Right. Like, huh. I have the number of partners I should have. And you're going to hate going back. If yeah. You have to go back yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to remember where that is yeah. and to dig through all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like, you know, if their idea was we're going to put enough in here to make sure people upgrade it, cool, that's nice. Yeah. On that same note, if they're all upgraded, then let me upgrade to the next tier for yeah. that. Or like bank one for when you get the next yeah. ally. I, I do really wish that their appearance changed when they upgraded. Yeah, that that would be, be a nice little touch. Mm, but I mean, oh, I guess, yeah. Like, Gumbario little... could get, like, the little steel hat with a spike on yeah, it. Yeah, or, um, like, new boots or something, you know. Yeah. The, the Koopa's shell could change. Like, something. Yeah. Just to sort of, like, show you that he's more right, powerful. Yeah, now. because he could get the hammer. I mean, there yeah. are all sorts of evolutions of all of these characters right. throughout Mario. Yeah. So they already exist. Yeah. Seems really yeah, it wouldn't have been hard to mm-hmm. place that. Audio. Um, did who who's the music by? Uh, Yuka Tsujioko. Yuka Tsujioko. I love Yuka Tsujioko. Uh, I have no idea. What that tai, is. Taishi Senda. Okay. Well, I want to say the first person you mentioned, who's a woman, right? Yuka. Maybe. I'm the... <laughs> Uh, also Apologize did. to our fans out there. We are not very good at. Uh... I should have researched this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she did the music for Super Mario RPG as well. No, really? No. Am I completely wrong about that? Please don't listen to anything I just. Um, <laughs> that that person I think is, it has a similar name. Oh, and really? Is a woman? Okay, maybe it was her. I was thinking about them. By the way, the final fight music for Bowser at the end. Yeah. It's kind of catchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that far. <laughs> but when I was looking to figure out how to use, how to find star tiles. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. all of the music in this game is somewhere between um oh who's that guy that always bursts on Tim Burton films uh, Danny Elfman Danny uh, it's basically Danny Elfman meets Zelda yeah huh. I would say like is a lot of what it is huh um I really like the music in this game um the thing that I found the most annoying was um a lot of the um like instrumentation, mm-hmm. just like the the sound of the synths weren't that good. Yeah. Well, this was moving to the point where you know you're no longer had a correct me if I'm wrong, uh, like a sound chip. Like they weren't using real synths; they were using more like samples now. Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't know for the uh, the Nintendo sixty four if that was the case. Uh, certainly for PlayStation, it yeah. was. Well, I don't. Actually. I don't know if cartridges. Had the capability of holding like. I mean, samples. yeah, I think. I mean, it was probably still just. It's. I, it, I mean, I'm not as versed on the game <clears throat> sphere as you guys, but I'm guessing the N64 would, you know, just when it was a 64 bit. Yeah. Sound it, library. <laughs> it's. It sounded like MIDI sounds. To yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't or know. Something um, like that, but that being said, that being said, it wasn't offensive it was tolerable it was yeah, yeah. and like sometimes like i even get caught into it like i, I noticed earlier today it. like you even whistled it you know yeah, like yeah. you know Deep. when going by and a lot of music is just cute little covers of earlier mario music which right. is just great yeah because like it's songs you know and love and make you happy to hear them again mm-hmm. definitely yeah did you guys use any of the badges that change your sound effects oh god they're so terrible i know <laughs> They're, like, unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of those ones that I really... If they wanted to give us a little Easter egg surprise or whatever, like yeah. maybe that should have been making our allies look different. 
<laughs> right. but, but no, no. And yeah, like they're all obnoxious. I basically be the equivalent of so they had a hammer, you know, you run around with a hammer and I think one of the sound effects like makes it sound like a slide whistle. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm like that no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Every time. Right. And especially the MIDI version of a slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I am vaguely disappointed that Mario's jump sound isn't the traditional one. Mm. Even though it's a weird sound, but like, I don't know. I always expect that to be what Mario sounds like when he jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wonder, had they already moved away from that in Mario 64? They had. Probably, they? I would imagine so. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, they also, they transition between music tracks yeah like as I you get close that. to a new zone it'll sort of get interlaid and then yeah go yeah i did i did really appreciate that too yeah. like um and it the theming of the music for the levels like i said you guys check out the music for the final for the final battle okay fight like it's it's kind of check uh, catchy you know like there's a background like, but i don't know anyways yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good but yeah you know like when you go through the desert lands, it's a little bit more of a mid-eastern, yeah. eastern, yeah. you know, like, yeah. track when you're in town, you know, it's just your happy, generic Mario, right. dun, 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 you know, like. Right. Did you, did you get to any, did we get to any ice levels? Is there an um, ice level? We got to fire levels and island levels. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten to an ice level, and okay. I think I played for the other guys. <laughs> There's a, I'm, I'm now on this thing where... Every time you listen to ice or snow levels, you see if you can hear jingle bells. Because everybody uses jingle bells as a shorthand for, for snow scenes. <laughs> um, is there a particularly memorable track? So, for, for Paper Mario in 64, mm-hmm. particularly memorable track. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've obviously stated what I the want. The Bowser one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know that. I mean, like the battle theme is catchy, but it's probably just because you've heard it so. Much, I think right? so. Uh, yeah, I think that one. That you know what? That is one that I wish they would have done differently. Yeah. Uh, not that the battle theme was bad, but no matter where you were in the world, the battle theme seemed to be, be the, the same. same. I don't know yeah. if that's true. I know it's different for the Bowser battle. Right. But I feel like... Boss battles were a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't change with the world that you were in. Yeah. Mm, that would have been an interesting idea. Right. You know, which... And it seems like because they paid so much attention to changing the music yeah. for the worlds that you were in. Yeah, they could have had a nice transition into yeah. a battle theme. Uh, sticking with one battle theme throughout is a very traditional JRPG thing to do. Uh-huh. So that's probably why that was their instinct, but... Yeah. So would we listen to the music outside the game? Probably not. I would listen. I would listen to some remixes, though. I would yeah. listen yeah, to true. like uh, a hard sampled, yeah, uh, version of some of them. Yeah, especially the Bowser battle. Yes. I didn't <laughs> mention that one yet. Your new favorite song. <laughs> Our, our final evaluation step here good bad or ugly it's good it i good. like it it's not perfect it's definitely got some ugly features yes <laughs> um, but yeah again like you're saying like the reason that we're complaining so much is because we really wanted it to be <laughs> sort of the game that we felt it was like trying I'd, to be, you know? I'd be interested to um play like thousand year door or the one for Wii, mm-hmm. to see if they had ironed out some of that um, sort of rough edges. Yeah. So games these days, ruling on Paper Mario in 64. Is that it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'd say it's good. Yeah. It, it, it has good replay value because we were all able to get back into it again. Yeah. You know, like... I, it was a little refreshing because, like, I think I had been playing some more of a grind 
grinder like <laughs> games. Yeah. And this like eh, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't get that feel of it. You know, you're like, well, cool, I'm still going something, I'll get a new star power or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. Yeah. Um I I did think actually, okay, I probably should have mentioned this before. Let's cut this in somewhere. Okay. Um, we're at uh we're games these days talking about paper Mario in 64 uh and we're just going to talk about oh um so i think the the kindest thing that i could think of like for all the for all the flaws that were happening uh i felt like it was trying to have a system for enforcing tempo hmm. so like you you get into the point where like oh maybe you mess up the first couple timed hits but then after that you're kind of in the zone you're getting them every time uh, you can just kind of like keep rolling through enemies uh, without getting hung up on stuff. I, I felt like I was just never that good at keeping up with it. Like I kept falling behind. Huh. And uh, I I think that there's, I, personally for me, I completely understand what you're saying on that one. I think there was two levels that affected that. Yeah. Is one, as I mentioned earlier, when they changed my schematics of yeah. how I attack and what my... Yeah. What my trigger action button yeah. is. And then on the defense levels is one not being a continuous frame of movement. So not yeah. knowing when that defense was supposed mm. to happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the alternation of enemies with aforementioned unpredictable or unalerted. Yeah. attack styles so if it's oh your attack starts I should wait once now and your attack starts I should wait once now yeah but you don't get that because it wasn't a solid stream of movement yeah. right you know like the enemy from the furthest and the closest may or may not take the, the same, same amount of time yeah, yeah. and yeah but I I think like the the core of why that bugged me is turn-based role-playing games are... I, I'm used to them being ones where you can sort of take your time to carefully plan your next move. Yeah. But this one kind of didn't want to give you time. It kind of wanted to keep you going the whole time. Mm. Because yeah. the longer you take between moves, the longer you have to sort of forget and miss the timing that you had learned before. Yeah, I can see you know? that. I, I think that's what keeps it better. Is it, yeah. you know, yeah, because it keeps you on your toes more. And that's one of the things that's kind of hard with turn-based games is, well, if I sit here, scroll through every item that I have, well, I guess we only have 10 items in this one. (laughs) But, you know, in other games, you know, like scroll through all that and all my different characters' abilities and things like that. Like, you could be there forever. That's true. And do it. So part of, like, being punished for the swapping out of the character, being limited on your elements... Uh, being well, I, I'm slamming the table with you know, uh, passion. Yeah, being being limited on your items, your swapping, and having to keep a pace and flow to it. Yeah, I think is ultimately what kept this game probably more engaging. Hmm, you're probably uh, right because had you been able to keep that pattern and the choices that quickly. Mm-hmm. I feel it would have became, I don't know, rather rote and yes. just... Hmm. No, that's true. In a way that a lot of those JRPGs kind of do. And I don't really... Other than the... Like you mentioned, like maybe the timing was just asking too much of... Like, yeah. Or at least asking more of us than it did in the previous game. Uh, I, I think that they should have used some sort of sound or visual cue. That would have been nice. Yeah. Because on, when you do the attacks with whatever your special attacks are, it's way too much of a visual cue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they've got a whole graphic in the top left of your screen saying, you know, now, 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 now to push these buttons. Yeah. Uh, but they give you nothing for the defense. Yeah. On the defense, if you know, there was just this, like, yeah, ting sound. Or, or, like, a, a flash. You know, or they got brighter. Yeah, yeah, some sort of clue on how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Uh... What what was the name of the game? It was Paper Mario. What Paper Mario for N64. Yes. <laughs> Named because all the characters are flat pieces of paper. Yeah, and now they're part Just... of the, the Paper Mario universe, which is a completely separate divergent <laughs> Paper Mario yeah. world. 
Which that's pretty good. That's pretty self-explanatory game. It's got the word Mario in yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Mario, as if you were paper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've already talked plenty about Room for Improvement. Yes. <laughs> and uh, would we recommend this game? Maybe. <laughs> I think that this would be great as a phone app. Mm. Ooh. I could see that. Well, yeah, because I mean, I mean the the land, the the world exploration would be would a be little, a little would be a little harder. Yeah, but uh, I think that as far as it goes, not land exploration but level exploration mm-hmm. and combats would be easily done. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like I say as a mobile app, I guess they've done this for you know handheld game systems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would be interesting to see it as a mobile app. I would definitely, I would say that if people liked Super Mario RPG, they would probably probably this as yeah. Well. How did you feel about the lack of Luigi? I don't care. I I, <laughs> I think see, it's silly that they continue to do that. I yeah. Oh, is this not the first time? No, no. it's like a running joke in the Mario yeah. franchise, <laughs> oh, <okay>. especially <laughs> like in these RPG games. But yeah, like there's, I don't know why, but there's like a running joke about. How nobody likes uh, Luigi, and he's much so worse than down. Mario, and yeah, it's yeah. very strange. Right? Okay. So I well, I did not know that, and I went home. I went home to Mario's house where he lives with Luigi and his brother, who writes in his diary downstairs in a yeah. secret little trapdoor room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> and he's all just like, "Oh, I wish I could go and hang out with Mario and rescue princesses and do cool things. I'm really good at running fast and jumping high. And I'm like, fuck, there's a spot that I really want to go to that, you know, requires somebody to jump high. Yeah, right? But no. But no. It's not going to happen. I wish you I wish you guys would have told me that earlier so I didn't have like, trying to figure out how to get oh, yeah. Luigi to join up. It's the only reason I ever went back to the house was to check in on him and oh, see yeah. if, like, he was ready to do something. Right. Uh... Is there anything else for the game? Difficulty curve, frustration level, think. It was more difficult than I expected. Yeah. Um, question. Hmm. What about the weird shady stats dealer, we'll call him, in Toad Town? That, like, re- he hung out in the shadows and you could go to him to get a stat improved, but it would... Also decrease one of your other ones. Oh yeah. gosh, I don't think I ever. Um, he was kind of respecting, right? Um. Well, that's the thing, though, is it was random what he did, and I don't know what oh. he really did. I don't know, like, if I was getting a fair trade. Mm. Oh yeah, I never tried it. I was too hmm. scared to mess with my stuff and risk losing something. <laughs> yeah, I. What's weird is I feel that he would give you a boost to whatever your stat was and then drop the other stats down by, like, I don't know if it was beginning level or, like, five, hmm. like... That seems awfully punishing. Yeah. But it does seem awesome if you cheated the system and you just said, I'm not putting anything into those two stats. Oh, yeah, and you and just... And kept playing the game. Sort of min-maxed. Yeah. Do you think would he would he not drop a stat any lower than a certain point? So like nothing ever went below its minimum starting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interesting. That being said, it also sucked because he just said, uh, "You'll have to figure it out." Basically, he's like, right. "Ha peace out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't that, know. My Mario might be addicted to heroin now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Sort of denying you the ability to make that risk versus reward yeah. evaluation for yourself. It's kind of mean. Hmm. Right. Or at least, like, tell me what happened. Yeah. Right. All right. So, uh, for our next game, mm-hmm. um, we're going to do Cave Story. Yeah. Uh, which will have another guest, the venerable Andrew Garrison. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for having me on games these days. Oh, yeah, yeah of you're course. welcome. This is good. Uh, Thanks for joining us. I probably won't be back. They hated me. But <laughs> I did enjoy Paper Mario, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're trying to we're trying to have a different guest every time. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe next season we'll have uh, the return of our. Favorites. We'll we'll have all the people that don't listen to the show vote on That's the right. favorite guest. Yes, and then whoever makes the cut makes the. Well, cut. we have to right. remember to remind them what the show was though. It's oh, games yes. these days, right? Games these days. Yes, please. 
Please do you guys, remember to... Do you guys uh, have a Facebook or anything? We do have a Facebook. <laughs> it's it's facebook.com slash games these days Which, podcast. I'm sorry, can I interrupt to have you specify which slash it is? Oh, d- <laughs> it's a forward, <laughs> forward slash. Forward slash, Because Excellent. all URLs use forward slashes, not backslashes. <laughs> Forward slash means it leads from left to right. <laughs> uh, so the head is to the right and the feet are on the left. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have a Tumblr mm-hmm. where we post everything. Uh, games these days, podcast.tumblr.com. Uh, and I recently learned spaces don't matter. Just G-A-M-E-S-T-H-E-S-E-D-A-Y-S. Oh, yeah. There's no spaces. It's yeah. all one word. Neither does capitalization, people. That's in true. URLs. Well, no, that's not necessarily oh, really? true, but let's not... All right, that's another topic. ...how weird the internet is. Uh, we're also on iTunes, mm-hmm. and we're on CastBox. Yep. And, uh, you know, it. please remember to like, Hit subscribe... Hit that subscribe button. Share, click the bell. <laughs> ring the, uh, the, I don't know, whatever. Just... Remember, be grateful. We're not asking you to Patreon us or give us money. We're just asking, you know, like, subscribe, let us know we're that you're listening. We're just asking for people to listen Yeah, if you like point. what you hear, let us know. <laughs> I mean, even if it's just vitriol responses you want to post up on our sites, we're fine with that, too. Tell us if you hate it. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, until next time, brother! Was I supposed to say that to you? No, you don't have to no. say that. I know. <laughs> That's just a brother thing. I, well, I know that was... <laughs>